Welcome to the Big Sis Pod, a product of Big Sis Australia, with your host, Karen Mason. I often get asked the question, how did I know what to do when I first launched Big Sis? Well, to be honest with you, I actually knew for about 15 years exactly what it was going to be called, my target audience. So I knew in my heart and my soul what I was going to do and I was going to make it happen one day. However, turning a creative idea into an actual brand or a business is a totally different scenario. So before launching, I wanted to do things properly. I studied online business strategies, how to attract my tribe and tips on how to brand myself in the marketplace. And that was really a great idea because it's a bit of a plan that I can always head back to in case I find myself straying off course. So for this particular podcast, I really want to introduce you to a personal branding specialist. Her name is Lauren Clement and she's from Ultimate Business Propeller. She's going to help you get super clear on your own personal branding. Welcome, Lauren. It's awesome to be here. Thank you so much. It's just a brilliant show. I love your podcast and I love the way you talk about the fact that it was created from your soul, which is a great place to start when you're creating a brand. So well done you. It's awesome. Thank you. And I did, I actually, and without getting too spiritual, but I was like, depends on if you believe in God or the universe, but I really felt like it was planted on my heart many, many years ago. So I'm really glad that I finally launched and I want us to be able to help other people that have maybe been thinking about getting started, but they've got no idea where to start. So I'm so glad you're on today. Let's first of all start talking about your experience. So how long have you been doing this for? I've been working with personal branding probably for about eight years, but I've been in brand management for probably over 25. Wow. So I was very fortunate to work in some of the world-leading advertising agencies over the years before the internet existed. And then, of course, as the internet arrived and the whole game changed. So it's been a really interesting journey. Um, I ran my own advertising agency. I was the brand manager at AXA. Yeah, I was very, very fortunate in the, what happened and the way that I've had those experiences. But the Ultimate Business Propeller has been a business, a consultancy that started up when I moved from New Zealand to Australia eight years ago. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be working on personal branding. It's, as you say, it's a, to me, it's a heart-centered business. And I've got a real passion for helping people who specifically provide professional services to understand how they can position themselves in the minds of their prospects so that they connect emotionally with their audience. So, um, so yeah, it's really, really interesting how I love the, the fact that you talk about it being something that was marked in your heart mm. and what you really desired to do. And in reality, the best brands all have that, not necessarily heart-centred, I don't know if it is spiritual, but it's definite, it's passion and purpose. They have a reason for being. And people connect on an emotional level with brands, and we'll talk about that a bit today, but it just really does help if you are doing something that you're passionate about. Exactly right. And I have met you in person at an event that we were both speaking at, and I just loved your passion. So I'm so glad that you're with us today. And you also recently won an award. What was that for? 
Yes, this was the International Stevie Award. So this is like the Oscars of business, and they're quite a big deal. And I went to New York with a group of people that we'd helped to enter the awards, and I'd entered, I think, five of them myself. And I came back with all five awards, which was awesome. But one of them was a gold award, and it was the Gold International Stevie for Women in Business as Entrepreneur of the Year, which surprised me. It wasn't one I thought that I'd won. There was a brand management one that I got a silver for, Mm -hmm. And uh, this product and service that I've provided called the Authority Rocket Program, and that one is silver. But yes, to get gold as Entrepreneur of the Year, um, I'm quite chuffed about that, actually, Karen, if I'm completely honest. I'm slightly (laughs) excited for you. I mean, you've got five awards out of five nominations. So, I mean, that's amazing. Okay, so let's get started with the three R's of personal branding. So this is really great for when people are starting up, yeah? Yeah, it's for starting up or if you are stuck and you need to reposition yourself or you've become really disheartened with what I call WOFTAM marketing, W-O-F-T-A-M. It's a technical term. It means waste of flipping time and money. Oh, I and love that um, one. Did you make that um, one up yourself? I, well, it's something that's come from my past, actually. It's something that, <laughs> that got used in New Zealand for many years. But yeah, if you get into that spiral of really, and it's funny, I was talking about it just today um, with somebody in business about how we are overwhelmed with opportunities and channels and, you know, all the different ways that we can get our brand out there and that we can communicate and position and market ourselves. It can get quite confusing. Yeah. Oh, and it is tiring and exhausting if you are in just spreading yourself thin and going in all directions. And what I liked about what you said before, Karen, is when you have a clear idea of what you want your brand to be and who you want to reach out and engage with and what you want to stand for in the marketplace, it makes it so much easier to choose a direction and stay on track and not get diverted or, you know, distracted by the latest and greatest or what some guru tells you you should be doing. I think most of us today are pretty much over the hype and the myths and the BS that you get from these branding and marketing gurus that they call themselves. Oh, exactly right. Real. We want yep. tangible, don't we? Just someone please tell me how do I, what do I do and how do I do it so I can go ahead and make some sense of all of this. So That's right. And also, I was just going to say with my personal experience of starting this brand up from scratch as well, is that I did get distracted at the start because so many experts were like, here's this free opt-in you know, check this out, I know everything, and then you go, you know, listen to them, and then you go, oh, hang on, what about this other person? And it's really quite distracting, so it's better just to go back Mm. to your formula that you've created, which you're going to help us with today. Yeah, absolutely. And it is the foundations of a brand, um, the three R's that we'll talk about. The three R's are recognition, reputation, and respect. And they're where I start with all of my clients. And it's really interesting. <laughs> I tend to ask people questions that they haven't been asked before. Mm. Um, as you said, lots of marketing people, they go, oh, okay, so who's your target avatar and and what do you want to do with your business and all these sorts of things. They don't stop and ask them these purposeful questions and to create real meaning with brands, which it's like anything. And it's lovely that we've got on this conversation already about being heart-centered and passionate and having a purpose. Mm. If you don't have those solidly set as your foundation, it gets very shaky and you can, you know, fall over quite quickly and get very, very confused and disorientated. So the three R's, the first one is recognition. 
And this is something that I know from the years I've worked with creating brands and brand management and also in a science that I've been studying for a couple of years now called neurobranding. And it's the recognition effect. So what do you want to be recognised for as being the best at? What do you want to have that recognition factor for in the marketplace? Now, if I talk about brands in general, obviously you can see part of the Coca-Cola brand, even just a little bit of their logo, and you'll know what brand it is. You'll already have an idea and an emotion around that brand. Um, it's the same with Nike, with the the part of the golden arches of the McDonald's sign. The kids are already asking you to stop so they can go and play or have a happy meal or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. yeah, cheeseburger. So mm. there's a recognition factor that they are, first of all, easily recognised, but more importantly, there's meaning and there's purpose behind their brand. Everybody knows what it is that they do. Everybody knows what they propose to be their reason for being the best at. And everybody knows what they stand for. If it comes to personal branding, the people that you recognise instantly and the people that you know who've got amazing personal brands out there, the Oprah Winfrey, who's got a huge amount of soul in her brand, the mm. Richard Branson, who talks all about being entrepreneurial and the fact that he was dyslexic and, you know, didn't achieve at school, but look what he did. Mm, amazing. Um, you know, even the Steve Jobs and the fact that the whole of the Apple brand was his persona. So, you know, pushing that envelope and all those sorts of things. So it's just really interesting that the brands that stand out and be rec are recognised are the ones who've worked incredibly hard on being very clear about what they want to stand for. Mm -hmm. And then they stand out. Mm, great That's quite advice. nice, actually. I might write that down. Once you stand for something, then you can stand out. Well, you can listen back to this podcast and take notes of your own I work. Can. Can't I? That'd be awesome. I can remember what it was that I said. So that's the first R, is spend some time really considering what do you want to be recognised for in the marketplace? And that will drive all sorts of things, including if you want to write a book to create credibility for your brand, what the book would be about, what the title of the book would be. If you want to start a blog yourself or a podcast or a webinar or whatever you want to do, what would it be about? What would it be called? What would the theme? be for it? What would the colours be for it? If you wanted to win an award, which award would you go for that makes sense with your recognition factor? So, so it's almost like a part. vision board, do you reckon? It's kind of like almost writing like down. Almost like a vision board, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I want to be recognised as the best at this. I want to be recognised as the go-to specialist for this. I want to be recognised for my energy or my compassion or my ability to listen or what are the things I really want my brand to be recognised as. So, I mean, it works not just for services. I mean, I focus on service providers, but if you've got products... It's actually easier with products to get your branding right because you can talk about all the different benefits. If it's environmentally friendly and so on, that's awesome. But what does that mean to the client? What does that mean to the customer? So how can you position it as being really safe for babies or awesome for for growing teenagers? Or what do you know? You can get quite specific with where you want to position your brand in the marketplace when you have a product. But recognition is just one factor. So the next factor is reputation. And one of the best forms of marketing for business, and it's something that advertising agencies don't talk about, it's something that social media managers don't talk about, it's something that um, marketing consultants don't talk about because they can't charge for it. Reputation is so important. Publicity, people talk about it a lot, mm -hmm. and it is something that you need to focus on. It's called word of mouth marketing. And it's the best form of marketing for your brand and your business. It's incredible. It's free for a start. So, you know, everybody loves a bit of free marketing, but it's also third-party endorsement. 
somebody else saying how awesome you are. And it's like a ripple effect. So it just one person will tell another person who three months later will tell somebody else who'll refer you. So you really, again, need to consider what you want your reputation in the marketplace to be. If you want to have people referring others to you, what words do you want them to use? How do you want them to describe why they should work with you? You know, oh, you should go and see Karen because she, you know, what is it? Is it that she's awesome, she's excitable, she's a go-getter, she's she's bright, she's happy, she's bubbly? You know, what are the the words that you want to use? I know someone once used the word um, dabble when they talked about me. Oh, Lauren's dabbled in a few things. And I like I took a, a double take. Yeah. And I thought, I've never dabbled in my life. I'm... <gasps> 200% or nothing. But it was a wake-up call for me because I thought, okay, what's in my bio? What's in my persona on my website? What's out there that maybe is giving some people an impression mm. that I've dabbled in a few things? Let's get really clear on that. So I didn't take it as an affront. I took it as a lesson. And what did you discover? How did you fix well, it? Well, I fixed up my LinkedIn profile. I you know, just really concentrated on, even when I was working in an industry outside of advertising, I'd spent a bit of time in Europe and I was doing the, the whole OE, the overseas experience. I was working in pubs. I was selling real estate. Oh, I was working for why. newspapers. Do you know what I mean? So there were yes. lots of things on there. So what I did was I went back to my profile. I left those roles on there, but I just made sure that it was very clear that this was while I was traveling or if it was working for a newspaper, I was quite clear I was in the marketing department Mm -hmm. you know so I just looked at how I was presenting myself oh well it was a blessing in disguise then oh absolutely so one of the best ways to check your reputation is to ask someone if they could introduce you to you so if you had to introduce me to somebody what would you say about me Mm. and see what the words are that they use and see if it fits with where you want to be in the marketplace what you want to be known for so reputation's really important. So the last one is respect. And respect is absolutely vital if you want to get paid well for doing what you love. So there's this fabulous saying. It's a Japanese saying. It, it's called ikigai. And it means to do what you love, to be life on purpose. Ikigai. So do what you love. And it's where the most powerful, most purposeful life comes from, is just really being able to say, I just love what I do. The additional part to that, of course, is how do you get paid for that? Because let's be real, you still have to pay the mortgage, you still have to pay the school fees, you know, you still have to get yourself out there, you still have to run a business, you have to make money somehow. So the real nirvana, the real ikigai is to do what you love, but to be well paid for that. And earning the respect of the marketplace is one of the core things you must do, especially if you're selling a service. If you're selling a product, you can talk about endorsements and guarantees and affiliations and associations with brands like the Intel inside of your brand and all those sorts of things to create that credibility and respect. You can use product reviews and all those sorts of things. It's awesome. For people, it's a lot harder to create that respect, especially if you are selling a service and you are trying to help every Mary in the dairy. Been there, done that. <laughs> I like. I was doing another side project off Big Sis, and it lasted for a year. And I was like, "Nah, it's not the right target audience." I got distracted. Yep. Yeah, it's really yep, easy absolutely. to do, isn't it? Get distracted. Absolutely. And if you think about it, side hustle and all those sorts of things 
It's awesome to make yourself a bit of money. Say you've got a full-time job and you're trying to start your own business. That's awesome. Make that your side hustle until you've got enough money to jump out from one place to another. But once you're there, don't flip-flop about. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening has had this happen. They've been to a networking event and someone has given them a business card and on one side of the card it's got one business <laughs> and you turn the card over and it's got something else on the back, oh, yeah? Oh, no, that is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but it, how does it make you feel? I've had that given to me a number of times. How does it make you feel when you see that? They're not fully committed. Correct. Mm. So why would you trust them? Yeah. Why would you pay them top dollar? if they're not the specialist, if they're hedging their bets. So I actually received a business card um, through the post one Christmas and it was just full of all the things that this man did. And it had on it cheap man and ute hire and it talked <laughs> about mowing lawns and picking up kids from school and taking you to the shops and he had a 50s, 60s rock and roll band and Elvis tribute oh, and Jumping no. Castle Hire and Limousine and you know, just went on and on and on with all he did. And he's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, my goodness. And I use that as an example all the time. I knew when I got that card <laughs> I had to keep it and I'd use it. Because what if he just decided to, I don't know, mow lawns dressed as Elvis? You know, I would pay for that. I would pay top dollar <laughs> to have Elvis mow my lawn. I don't even have a lawn. Do you know what I mean? But... If he just chose to be the best at that one thing and he could start a franchise and Marilyn Monroe could do your dishes and James <laughs> Dean could do your laundry. Do you know what I mean? You could have a whole – that would be an awesome franchise. Have you called celebrity. him and given him these no, ideas? No, 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 I'm not going there at all. Um, but do you see what I mean? If you try to help every Mary in the dairy, if you try to help everyone and do everything, you actually end up devaluing your trust currency. Totally agree. And mm. people won't trust you, they won't buy from you, and they certainly won't pay you what you're worth. So it's hard. It's hard for the entrepreneurial brain to focus. And the word niche scares the pants off most entrepreneurs. That's the one word that they go, no, don't make me choose. You know, I mm. want to do everything. The entrepreneurial brain is a really interesting – I love entrepreneurs. I love the fact that they can come up with the most extraordinary ideas. They can put their energy and effort into it, and they create the most amazing things. And they are – they take risks. They, you know, they throw things into the wind. They're just amazing. But the interesting thing you've got to understand as an entrepreneur, and especially if you're starting out in business and you're not used to having an entrepreneurial brain, if you've worked in the corporate world or you've worked for somebody else and you start your own business, you're basically becoming a superhuman because you're overpowering the fear centre inside your own brain in order to be an entrepreneur because the amygdala, that fear centre in your brain is probably screaming at you, don't do it, it's risky, you could lose everything, you've got to get all this credibility, you've got to get certified, you've got to find an office space, you're going to have to get clients, you know, what if it all goes wrong? That fear centre that wants to keep you safe, that amygdala is going off like mad and to become an entrepreneur, basically you've got to overpower your own fear centre and tell it to just be quiet and let you get on with it. And also for me, I had real people saying it to me. Good luck with that. Yeah, like you're absolutely. A bit of a dreamer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We'll see you back in two years' time. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Yep. So when you get that, and that what I call it the itty-bitty shitty committee, Karen. <laughs> oh, yes. I had a you few know, of them hanging around. <laughs> a few of them, yeah. yeah. So that's the external itty-bitty shitty committee, but it's also the one inside your own mind. Yeah, right. Is questioning, um, is this the right thing, you know? So anyway... 
this is just the most important lesson as an entrepreneur getting into business and creating your brand, I believe, is to understand that you've overpowered the fear centre, you've got the superhuman ability to be open to lots of opportunity. The trouble is, as a superhuman, you've now got the kryptonite, and the kryptonite is bright, shiny object-itis. <laughs> and... You know, oh, look, a squirrel, you know, and we should do this. And oh, I had this idea in the bath this morning. And last night someone said, hey, I could do this. And what if we targeted that? And it's just overwhelming, isn't it? And you talked about it before, how you get distracted and you get overloaded and overwhelmed. So two things will happen when you end up just letting in to bright, shiny object artists. And more importantly, if you let it run your brand, rather than choosing a direction and what you want to be respected for and well-known for, two things will happen. One, you'll end up suffering what I call analysis paralysis and you will do nothing because you just cannot make up your mind. Everything's a risk all of a sudden. I'm going to lose more money. I've lost money already and I'm you know, really struggling with this. I don't know what to do and I'll just be stuck and I'll just do the same thing I'm doing. My business won't grow. You know, I won't ever get to where I need to go and I will eventually go back to that J-O-B hmm. because at least I'll earn some money. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, no don't do it. Don't let the bright, shiny object <laughs> just drive you back to work. Um, and the second thing that'll happen is you'll end up doing that waftam marketing, that wasting time and money on stuff that just doesn't serve you. It doesn't work. And I'm sure you get a lot of people, Karen, coming to you saying, hey, I've had these ideas. I want to do this. What about this, that, and the other? And you just want to go, just hang on a minute. Can you just get clear on the one thing exactly. that you want to be really well known for? Mm-hmm. And let's just get that done. Yes. So the other thing to think about, and if people are going, <laughs> if the reaction to what I'm saying is, oh my God, Lauren, I can't do it. I want to do everything, but I want to do everything. I can multitask and I can have side hustles. And we overestimate, don't we, what we can get achieved. But your personal brand isn't about what you do. You can do lots of different things. You can provide lots of different services under your umbrella brand. I mean, Richard Branson, for example, the Virgin brand, it's infused with his personality, but you can find that when you catch a train with Virgin or catch a plane or get a credit card with them or go to the gym or all the different things that they do. But it's the same feeling. So you can do lots of things. You can provide different services. You can do that under the brand. It's not Branding isn't about what you do. It's about how you make people feel. And it's really important that you focus on that because the human brain buys with emotion and then later on it'll justify it with fact. But it buys with emotion. So that's a big question to ask yourself is how do you want to make people feel? Mm, Very, very true. And that's a really hard one, I think, because that was the one I sort of struggled on the most. So what kind of advice would you give about tapping into how you want people to feel? It's a hard question, isn't it? It is a hard question, and it's again, it's a question that not many people get asked, mm. and I get this all the time from my clients saying, no one's ever asked me that before, and it's so important. Mm. Um, Maya Angelou said it best, didn't she? People will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, they'll never forget how you made them feel. So again, it's back to these basics. If you want a recognition, reputation, and respect, what's it for? What's the number one thing you want to stand out for? And what's the emotion that you want to create with your brand? Is it a sense of security? Is it a sense of excitement? Is it that you want to be responsible or sustainable? What I do with most people, Karen, is I suggest they choose a one-word brand strategy. Okay. So they find one word that encompasses the emotion of their brand. So, for example, Volvo, their one word, of course, is safety. Mm -hmm. And they have been working, their brand 
and everything they do has been riding off the back of that one word strategy of safety with every single thing that they do. Okay. If you think about Apple, I mean, Apple's one word actually is imagine. Mm. That's the one word they chose a long time. Imagine what you could do if you had an apple. And it started a long time ago, and they wanted to talk about how... Remember the very first ads that they did that had the comparison ads? They had the guy who said, I'm a Mac and I, I'm a PC, and one was dressed in a brown suit, and he was in multiple boxes and always I had actually do remember this. This is scary yeah? to say. He was the, <laughs> yeah. And then there was the Mac guy. I think he didn't he end up getting married to Drew Barrymore or something for a little while. But anyway, he was cool and hip and had the jeans on and all that. And the big thing was the Mac was saying, look, I'm I'm going to make some music, I'm going to get a garage band going, I'm going to make a movie, I'm going to do some photos, I'm going to create the stuff. And the PC was going, oh, look, half my stuff's in other boxes, I've got to take off half of my software and put new stuff on, I've got all these things to do before I can do anything. So the whole point of the Apple was imagine, imagine if you could carry a thousand songs in your pocket. You know, that was the story behind the iPod when it first came out. So everything they do, everything that Apple created was all about imagine. Imagine what you could do. And there's that fabulous story I know of where Steve Jobs, when they had the iPad coming out, and the engineers said, Steve, there's nothing else we can put in this thing. We've put everything we can fit into this iPad. And basically he found he looked around and there was a fish tank in the room and he <laughs> dropped the iPad into the fish tank and all his engineers gasped and these little air bubbles came out and he said, there's room in there. Wow. So, you know, his whole thing was imagine what we could achieve. Mm, And he pushed hard and he wasn't well liked by a lot of the people he worked with, but he was hard ass because he had a passion to create stuff that nobody else could imagine. Exactly So really think about what's the one word, you know, and, and one of my clients has the word delighted as their one word brand strategy. So everything he does talks about how to be delighted, how to create delighted customers. Another one of my clients, her whole thing is about energy. She's a thyroid practitioner. And it's the one thing that people don't have when they've got problems with thyroid. They have no energy. They feel paper thin. They're just exhausted all the time. And it's so unfair because it's normally happening to women at a time of their life where they want their most energy because the kids have grown up and now's the time for them to have some life of their own and they've got no energy left. It's so unfair. So she is all about energy and being energised. So that hopefully gives you a bit of an idea. I mean, there's a process that I go through with my clients in my training that gets you to that position. And then once you've got your one word brand strategy, then you can create all the opportunities in the world to get out there and market that. And all the different meanings of the word, the different ideas behind campaigns, the imagery you can use, the sounds you can use. There's so many things that'll come once you've got clear on that. Mm, Such great advice. And you've actually got a free starter program. So it's called the Personal Branding Starter a program and it's available on your website. So that's a further step to the three R's. Mm -hmm. It's talking about, first of all, what is it you want to be well known for? And it's really helping you to package together all of your many skills and talents, the things you love, the things you know, um, the stuff you don't want to do with your, and you don't want to be known for, because it's really interesting actually, Karen, that a lot of the time brands stand out because of what they don't do rather than what they do do. (laughs) So, but it's even just just thinking about the little things that you do, that you do with ease. I, I talk about personal branding as being the things you do with ease that other people find difficult. 
which is why they call it expert ease. And if you've been in business for a little while or you've been either doing what you do or knowing about a particular type of health practitioning or real estate or personal training, whatever it is, for a number of years, chances are you would have forgotten about all those little things and nuances that you have that you just assume everybody knows about. Yeah. Yeah, surely everybody knows how to sell a house. Everybody knows how to set a property up for sale. or Everybody knows how to set up a market stand or everybody knows how to get a website going. They really don't. Mm. True. So you sort of assume that it's not of any value. So the first part is really packaging together all of your natural skills and talents so that you can get really clear on what it is you want to be well known for. The next part, there's four or five different videos and tutorials with workbooks. The next part is how you're going to get well paid for that. So that trust factor, how you're going to create that credibility in the marketplace and what you can do to make sure that you're paid the most. And then the third part is about your target avatar. And that's all about being, you know, wanted. How can you go from, yes, everybody needs an accountant or a dentist or a personal trainer or, you know, everybody needs them. But you want to really work on the people who want it because it makes it really hard if you are just trying to market to every single person who wants an accountant. You're much better off to get really clear on exactly who the ideal person is that you want to attract to your brand and naturally attract them into your business. And you don't want to work with horrible people. Life is just too short. So that's the third part, target avatar and how to create a cascade of influence so that you are getting out there with that word of mouth marketing on steroids. And then the last bit's all about, okay, right, let's launch it. Let's get your brand out there. What are the steps to do that? So that's the the starter program, if you like, that's available. It's a free program video tutorials and workbooks, and you can get started straight away. Oh, it sounds amazing. I wish I'd bumped into you before I launched. <laughs> really so excited about putting your message out there to this podcast. And uh, let's get that website out. So it's ultimatebusinesspropeller.com. Nice and easy to find. I'll also pop it in the Apple podcast show notes as well. So if you don't always have a pen close by, then you will be able to find it there. So yeah, so much information. I hope that you've enjoyed our chat with Lauren and you have a magical day and I will chat with you again very, very soon. Thank you so much, Karen. I hope I haven't overwhelmed people with what we shared today, but I just want to leave everybody with one key thing. Don't wait till it's perfect. Just get it done. Get out there and rocket launch your brand.